This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Pastor, how can Christians effectively balance their professional aspirations with their spiritual growth and sanctification? Is it possible to do both of these things? I can kind of anticipate your answer, but I wonder how you would think through that, especially for a a person who has a demanding career or one in which they might even be upwardly mobile in some ways, but they want to be faithful believers at the same time. How do they balance these things? Well, the Bible warns about the deceptiveness of riches and the ruinous power of, of wealth. So you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and, and material things. Our Lord said that. So your Lord, your believer, your Lord has told you you can't serve God and material things. One will be your master or the other. So what that tells us right away is Christ comes first. Christ is preeminent in all things. Anything that would harm me, ruin me spiritually, must be sacrificed. In, in favor of what advances my walk with God and enables me to serve Him well on this side of eternity. So the first thing I would say to your question is, to anyone wondering about it is, are you prioritizing the Lord in all the decisions you're making about your work and about finances and, and, and all the rest? Having said that, we are called to hard work, to diligence, the scriptures speak of this, we're called, men are called to be providers for their family. The Bible's clear about that. We are even in Scripture taught to take into consideration the next generation. A righteous man will lay, will lay in store things for, for the next generation, for his grandchildren. So we don't live in a world in which, you know, we're at youth camp all the time. We're, hmm. we're called to, to work hard and to provide. And so when you take those two truths and put them together, it is inevitable that at times you're going to feel a tension there. Like, like I, Christ comes first. I, I'm to serve him with all my heart. I'm also called to be good at what I do and to put my hand to work in a way that's diligent and, and excellent. And I'm called to be a provider. So when these two truths meet, it, it sounds very simple, but I do believe the answer is this. Just make sure that Christ is always preeminent whenever you feel that tension. And so wherever decision has to be made, you always make the decision in favor of Christ. And so if it comes to the point that my work is getting in the way, for example, let's say, of regular attendance at church, I can't be faithful to the Lord's church because of what my job is requiring of me, then find another job. Hmm. If all of a sudden my work reaches a level where I'm never at home, my wife doesn't see my face, my children don't know me well, well, can you fulfill your biblical responsibilities as as a teacher to your family, if you can't, find another job. And, and really know and believe both in terms of what will satisfy your own soul and in terms of what your children need most, that what they need more than what you provide is you. And so the greatest gift you'll give your children is not material things. The greatest gift you'll impart to your children is the example of a mother or a father, a father or mother, who loves Christ genuinely, lives for Him with all their hearts. And so just make sure that those things are, are in their proper order, and, and that's how I would navigate the question. Okay, so it's not a fine line then, and it, it, it's going to take spiritual discernment. There is a, a type of person, really this plagues a lot of Christians, that views the circumstances in their lives, and maybe they're even professional situation, 
as, hey, this is God's blessing on my life. I've, uh, I've got a great income. I've got a, um, a nice family and house and kids are in good school and all the rest. And, and I'm generally faithful, you know, so, um, you know, what's there to really change? I'm just going to continue down this pathway. At what point are you saying, listen, that there's a, there's a danger here and you have to be aware yeah. of this? The danger is when you, you think in those terms, but don't bring into the picture the other biblical categories and warnings. I mean, it is possible, Josh, that someone is doing just what you just said. Mm-hmm. They, they, the Lord has blessed them. He's given them abilities that have enabled them to make a lot of money. They are faithful to the Lord's church. They are faithful to their marriage and to the raising of their children. They do manage their money in a way that glorifies God and is generous, and they're, they're a giver and all the rest. And if that's the case, hallelujah. There's mm-hmm. really nothing to change. Mm-hmm. But we are always vigilant. And so what we just need to continue to watch over is... Are there any idols in my life? Are there things creeping into the place of my affections and, and commitments and priorities that are out of order? Mm-hmm. And if that's happening, then I need to make that adjustment. Mm. So even even so, I think about, for example, the church at Laodicea in the book of Revelation, described by our Lord as being spiritually blind and in great danger, but they felt like they were wealthy, had need of nothing. Mm-hmm. So so one of the things that that material blessings do threaten us with is spiritual complacency. So I just need to make sure, even if I'm in that realm you just described where it seems like everything is going great and I'm being blessed, okay, but what's my spiritual zeal like? Mm -hmm. What's my spiritual temperature like? I need to to take note of that also. And it would certainly affect our witness to our unbelievers around us, right? If we have compromised in certain areas and yet we claim to be believers, and, um, and but we're giving our lives to our work rather than to what really matters, right? it, for for sure. And so, we just need to. I think that you know the Lord's church is such a gift to us because it requires us to put into practice these things we're discussing. So, for example, if I say Christ has first place in my life, but your relationship to your local church is is minimal, mm-hmm. you need to reexamine that. Mm-hmm. If I say my spiritual zeal is strong but then I find myself not serving in my church. Need to examine that. If I say the soul is more important to me than material things, but then you don't have any Christian friendships or relationships that you're really involved with, you need to to examine that. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord's church is one way. We can Mm -hmm. go on examining ourselves. What is my relationship to the church? That says something Mm -hmm. about my relationship to God. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, it seems that um, the majority of people I I speak with, really this goes to everyone, but but often a person that has a demanding career, they will often say, I am so busy. It's it's so hard to get anything done. So what advice would you give someone just for the regular practices, the spiritual disciplines of the Christian life, to maintain those in the midst of a demanding and busy career. You make them disciplines, uh, and, you, and you, you don't feel guilty about that. You recognize there's something good and right in the Christian life about doing something because you know God has set it forth as important. And so you just have to, like you would organize and prioritize anything else in your life, you begin with your spiritual priorities. So before I begin my day, prayer is a must. Before I begin my day, some sort of Bible intake is a must. Making sure I maximize the time with my family. So when I come home and I am tired and I do feel like my plate is full, I can't sacrifice my family in the name of regathering myself. That has to be as important to me at the end of my day as all the events were that made up my day. 
So to make these things disciplines is something that, that I must do. At the same time, however, make sure that you're not loading your, yourself down with guilt in the realm of sort of legalistic self-requirements or even what someone else would put on you. Make sure that you're not holding yourself accountable to a standard that God hasn't called you to. Mm-hmm. So daily Bible intake, yes. Does that mean that every morning I'm required by God to read three chapters of Scripture? No, the Bible doesn't require that of me. Daily time in prayer, yes. How long does that prayer time go? What does it consist of? There's freedom there. The Scriptures don't strictly define what that looks like. So I I find sometimes people are weighed down, not so much with what the the Word of God requires of them, Mm -hmm. but some sort of standard they put upon themselves Mm -hmm. in the realm of their conscience. So I often have to encourage young men in business along those lines. I, they feel guilty because I'm not reading my Bible enough or I'm not praying long mm-hmm. enough. And then when you actually dig into the details of what they're grappling with, it's really a, a more self-imposed kind of guilt mm-hmm. than anything God w- would require of them. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org. 